Welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy by RSM Marketing. I'm your host, Ryan Clem, and today we're talking to executive producer of Hydraulic Studios, Peter Espinoza, who's been here a while, he's seen a lot, and has a lot of good guidance and feedback for any client wanting to shoot a video. He talks a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes, the pre-pro needed for a shoot, what goes into quoting a shoot, how to make a video compelling, and some little tricks on to up the ante on your video. Let's listen in. Peter, welcome. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) So let's start just talking a little bit about you. Uh, I know you've been here at RSM Marketing for a while. Tell us how you started out and how long you've been the executive producer of Hydraulic. So I started at RSM, which was previously RSA Marketing, a little over seven years ago as as an intern, as an account service intern working on the account side and um, kind of worked my way up through the account team and into, you know, up to an account coordinator, account executive. And then during that time, the great thing about marketing is and working for an agency, you get to work with not only every type of client, but in every avenue of marketing and kind of figure out what you like the best. and. Um, I had always done kind of freelance and um, yeah, freelance photography and a little bit of video and that just became particularly interesting to me doing all that. So I um, was vocal about what I wanted to do and kind of made my way onto the video team as a producer and then learned to, you know, shoot at a professional level from our director, Clint Herring, to shoot and edit and but continued my role as the a kind of executive producer, and now that's uh, been doing that for four or five years, and that's still what I do today. I feel like that gives you a unique perspective because you're someone who's got kind of the best of both worlds. You've been on the client side, and you know what it's like to work with clients and what clients are looking for and what they want. And then you also, you know, have this this depth of knowledge and, and talent on the video side. You're not someone who kind of grew up in video and then had to figure out what clients want you you grew up in that so to speak here at rsm well yeah and that that's why it's so i think my role is important over at hydraulic studios because you know we service all the clients that rsm has uh, when they need video and photo work but you know i've got kind of my own book of clients that are hydraulic studio specific and some t- i mean obviously they find out about rsm at some point in the relationship and the other services we offer because i want to make sure they know but sometimes initially they won't even know that we're part of a larger agency if, if if it's just not necessary for them to know. And they'll just work with us and they'll work with me directly. You will do, we'll get all their, we'll do all the pre-production, production, post-production, communication, delivery. And um, they, you know, may not even know that RSM is, is on the other side of it just because mm-hmm. they have no need for, you know, additional services. It's a, it's a smaller type job and they know it's a one-off small budget type thing. But those the account service uh, skills and you know client facing skills I learned in my early days have been beneficial to uh, the video part uh, of the agency definitely. Mm-hmm. So for for folks who don't know, Hydraulic Studios is a company within RSM Marketing, and and to your point, um, you know sometimes there's overlay there, and sometimes people can just work with Hydraulic Studios if if that's what they're needing. Um, let's give just a a quick um, summary of of the services that Hydraulic Studio offers. So, like Ryan mentioned, Hydraulic Studios is a 
you know, I guess we call it a, a division of RSM marketing, but we created our own brand many years back just to be able to market ourselves to people who might just need video. And then that worked really well. So we decided to create Air Capital Drone Company, which is essentially a, a division of Hydraulic Studio for people who just need drone work. It's a direct, easy way for them to find us if they if they just need aerial type work, which a lot of times converts into uh, you know traditional videography and potentially photo services as well. But we, so obviously drone services, we've been flying for you know a little over four years now. We have four on staff FA Part 107 licensed pilots. And so we're very experienced in, in drone photography. And I mean, in terms of services, every and any type of video production you could need, you know, brand video, animation, uh, social media campaign, uh, you know, bulk volume type videos. We've done, you know, big sets of uh, product videos, like for a firework company. They have these firework companies that come in every summer. They have 1,600, 2,000 SKUs, and they're, they just, it's a progressive thing updating the product videos for what these fireworks look like. And so you'll do 50 or 100 of those a summer. So bulk volume videos, um, you know, any type of video and photo production service we we can do. And if they're ever, you know, every now and then someone presents something that we might not know how to do, but the answer is always no, but let me go find out and then mm -hmm. we just figure out how to do it. I think that's something that the Hydraulic Studios team is, is really good at is getting into the weeds. You know, I, I too, you know, came from the client services side and I always felt like when we had kind of a weird or obscure request, it was never a no. It was always, like you said, we're going to figure that out. And I know your team also is used to having long shoots, you know, multiple day shoots. I think sometimes, you know, we always think things are going to be easier than they are, but that's typically not the reality when shooting, especially if it's a big project, right? Yeah. And I mean, going back to you're kind of in the weeds. I think that is part of, you know, one of our, one of the main uh, values of RSM, which is curiosity. We, one of the things we love about our job is there's always new, you know, technology and always new pieces of software that we're having to locate and find to, to solve problems, whether it's taking grain out of, you know, out of footage that's grainy, that's like client provided or something like that, you know, finding the way to do that if, if it's not built into the software we already have is, you know, something we kind of thrive on. And we, we teach our people from, you know, from the first day they work here, it's, you know, if they're, if it's, if you, if it looks like it's not possible or it's not possible with the tools you're given, you know, we expect you to go figure it out and find out how mm -hmm. to do it better. If there's a, if there's a way, you know, it's essentially problem solving, but in a very fun way because right. that's, you know, video is fun inherently and finding a way to make your, your processes easier, better, and to create a better product. I mean, it's fun. It's fun mm -hmm. to, Oh, I know you to, guys have fun to find that solution. <laughs> and you're like, okay, there it is. Right. So speaking of technology, there's one piece of technology that, you know, if if you look at it in one way, it's a competitor, not just for us, but maybe for all studios. And it's something very small, and it's the iPhone or any kind of smartphone. And, you know, I know from working with clients, it's, well, okay, well, that's great. You guys do that. But can I just shoot it on my iPhone? 
Let's talk a little bit about maybe when that works and when it doesn't and, and what you might be missing out on when you don't work with a professional <laughs> company. Well, so the, the answer to that is sometimes yes. I mean, for a lot of social media videos that are, you know, quick hitting, quick turnaround, even even though we consider ourselves the, the hydraulic studio, we have the ability for incredibly quick turnaround, even if we're shooting with our cinema cameras. But of course, you can shoot a lot and produce a lot of great video, especially for social campaigns or just immediate social requests with with your iPhone. The thing that you got to remember is if you still want it to be acceptable and worthwhile, there's still things to consider. I mean, there's still... The orientation, for one. The orientation. <laughs> I mean, it only works on an a, iPhone. Right. Well, and, you know, holding it horizontal rather than vertical. But, I mean, there's still, you know... Having the having the phone properly stabilized, which there's tools to do that. There's audio specific um, setups where you can just plug in right to your iPhone because audio is important. If it's you know you're in the wind, it's shaky, and no one can hear you, it's not going to be as effective. There, I mean, you know, there is you know lighting setups for i for iPhones or any type of phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it on an on a phone. I think you need to pick your spots and think about it opportunistically, but also be prepared with the right amount of equipment yeah. to to do it so it's not just a waste and um, so it's effective on the other end of things. So, and audio and, alone is huge. I mean, I know I've, you know, for volunteer stuff, I've done shot little videos and you think, oh, it's so great. And then you get it and I move and you're like, oh, I can't hear anything. Yeah, and I mean, people see these, you know, you'll see Apple put out a commercial I know. That, that that shows these students making this incredible looking film. Do you think it's really but, the iPhone? Absolutely. Okay. But the amount of pre-production and gear production and planning that actually goes into making it look like that is monumental. That's what we don't see. It is, this, yeah, it's essentially shooting a film, but just once it's time to roll the camera, it's an iPhone. There's so much that goes into making it look that good. I mean, right. that is kind of an anomaly. Those kids spend a lot of time to make that 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 short look like that. I think John Favreau was in the commercial and but there's to make it look any sort of cinematic or even approach a you know a professional looking video it would take a huge amount of work and at that point you're more you should steer towards you know hiring for you mm-hmm. know proper cinema cameras professional videographers because at that point it's, it's just right it just makes sense yeah and and the video is is only as good regardless of the equipment of the person shooting it and the expertise that comes with it uh, and I, I know a question that a lot of clients have you know when it comes to, to shooting and, and like you said there's so much that goes on behind it I mean the actual shooting of the video is kind of like the tip of the iceberg so let's talk a little bit about you know, when someone comes to us and says, all right, I, I want to shoot something, you know, what goes into that planning from, you know, starting of the job to, yes, we want to do it, to actually arriving there to shoot? You know, wh- what are what are the steps involved? Where do you start as, as that producer? Where do I start? Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, a lot of times the studio and the the creatives at the studio will come in in the concept phase, which is especially important because you know th- we've got that creative mind to help develop right. a concept and make it make it fun, make it watchable. But most importantly for me as the producer, it's to make sure it's feasible. Yeah, make sure we can <laughs> we can actually do which it, which is really important. Yeah, because I mean a lot of times we'll get scripts that come in, and while they're incredibly creative and great, you think, wow, this is a 
this is a lot of work. This is what it costs. And then they'll say, okay, well, let's dial it back a little bit. But the planning of a shoot, first of all, I mean, there's, and we, and we may touch on this later, but it, it's kind of the unseens of video production that I try to educate people on when they, when they say, oh, well, why does it, why does it, why does it cost that? And there's things like, I mean, simply gear prep, I'm prepping gear for a shoot. I mean, we, I mean, we'll probably during a week, if we have, you know, two or three shoots, you know, we could spend potentially upwards of four to six hours total, just prepping gear, turning Mm -hmm. over gear, making sure everything's set up correctly. Cause it's (laughs) gear is so temperamental. You could forget one small thing and just be absolutely just kind of be screwed honestly i mean you could forget headphones and then you can't monitor audio and then you've got to you know find another way it's 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 so much you know intricacies of the gear and making sure you've got what you need to Mm -hmm. show up on site prepared and watching you guys you know at the shoot with your suitcases and and all that and getting it all out it's so quick it's like if i had to get all that out it would take me a day and a half but I know you guys are, are used to it and it's just like, it, it all just pops up. But I know that's just because you've got, you know, the experience and, and you do it all the time. Well, and we've got the rhythm of of our team. That, what you just described is absolutely chalked up to, yes, we know the gear, but we know each other really well. Yeah. And Clint and I, who's the director at, at, Hydra- at Hydraulic Studio, we always, you know, sometimes on shoots we'll surprise each other because we know each other's tendencies so well. And we know like we're opening doors and we'll just, you know, all of a sudden our hand will be out and we'll, and we'll just know, Oh, I'm grabbing that lens for you and putting the lens cap on. It's like you're an old married couple. Yeah. It's so intuitive and strange. And sometimes it, you know, we, we just kind of laugh at each other because it's, we're, we're so on the same page. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, that's another part of operating and, uh, you know, conducting a successful shoot, but that's kind of during the production. Um, but an- you know, another part of prior to the um, the production is, um, you know, there is educating and helping the client, or if you're working, you know, with an with an account person who's helping the client get their video done, really making the right suggestions. Whether you know they'll if a client wants to kind of source. The, if there's on-screen talent, if they want to source that talent within their within their company or find people elsewhere, a lot of times hiring talent is easy. And here in Wichita, it's kind of inexpensive. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of great talent here. We do it all the time. And when the when it's right, we will suggest you know let you know let's get an actor in there. Yes, it'll make the it'll make a big difference. Yes, it and does then, because having someone who's not an actor read scripted lines. It never is gonna come off, <laughs> especially if you've got a you teleprompter won't. involved. Oh, I know. Because there's no telling. Because most people have never read off a teleprompter in their life, and then you might it might sound easy, but once you start and you're looking at it, some people just you know they don't have that ability to follow right. the words and read it, and we you've got to track back. But then also location scouting is hugely important for the production value and the production design of the whole thing. So talent scouting, location mm-hmm. scouting, you know props, wardrobe, there's so many things that you've got to consider, uh, you know, prep leading up to that. But the nice thing is when a client works with us, you know, they don't have to worry about that or think about the gear. I think, 
you know, there's that intake process right away. And, and typically, you know, I, I remember when I was that AE, you know, coordinator with the client, you know, we'd say, okay, we're going to do this. We might have a call with, you know, you and the client and you're hearing about everything they want to do and saying, okay, that's feasible or, or maybe this isn't, um, or here's how we could make it feasible. And then you and your team on the back end, you're making sure you have the right gear that if we need actors, <clears throat> we're getting them. And so even though there's all this pretty complex stuff happening, it's all happening on the back end. And really the client doesn't have to worry about it, right? No, they get they get the communication and the collaboration that makes sense for them to be a part of, which is like talent scouting or location scouting. If we're, you know, if we bring in some auditions for uh, for a role, what we do is we have the auditions, then we set it up in, uh, you know, we take the footage, we cut it up in their best, their best takes. And we, we say, Hey, here's our auditions. Mm-hmm. We really like number three and five. We think they'd be great. Here's mm-hmm. why. Boom. Here's the photos of the location. We're thinking, we think this would be great. This is why, but I'm never going to say, Hey, I just want to let you know, we're going to be prepping your gear for two hours prior to the shoot. You know, that's, it's the essentials that they get and that we collaborate on rather than telling them about our gear prep or, you know, the new, you you know, a piece of equipment we have to rent for their shoot or something. Cause sometimes that's part Mm -hmm. of it as well. They are only part of the essential part of the collaboration that they need to know. Cause I mean, they, you know, they shouldn't have to worry about whether or not we're going to bring the right equipment. They're not subject matter experts on video. No. Our job is to show up with all the equipment ready to go, set up, and then execute. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, sh- they shouldn't even never have to worry about whether that's going to be part of it or not, right. whether we have the right equipment. Yeah. And, and all the shoots I've been a part of, which, you know, ha- has been quite a few, that's always just flawless. And it's never something that, yeah, like you said, it's an issue. Um, so there's a lot of steps involved on our end. Um, but in terms of, you know, what goes into quoting a video, I think a lot of clients, when they decide they need a video and we talk with them and, and decide the direction we're going to head, one of the, the early questions is, well, how much is it going to cost? And I know that there is no standard cost for a video. It's incredibly variable. Um, but what goes into quoting a video for a client? So there's a, well, a lot of things, but there's also a lot of things we don't bring up because it may just be over the client's head and they're going to say, I don't know what that means. So, right. you know, the, the variables that affect it most are, um, amount of shoot days, amount of personnel required to be on site, whether we have to, um, pay talent, pay location fees, and then the amount of of deliverables and type of post-production. So if, and what's post-production? So post-production would be the editing, would be the developing and creating of motion graphics and animation and, you know, sound mixing and putting it all together into that final piece. And, you know, animation is typically always going to be a little bit more expensive than traditional video because right. it just is. It's very time-consuming for the editor to create those motion graphics. But... But, but there's different layers of, of animation, right? And different tiers and types. Mm-hmm. And we have examples that we can always share with people to show them exactly what we're talking about. But those factors, which is, you know, days of shoots, type and amount of post-production, and then those hard costs, which would be talent, uh, Voice location, over. voiceover, music beds, um, premiumbeats.com. Premiumbeats.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, those are the main factors that you really 
that I look at when when quoting a video for a client. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty impressive too. You know, I think even though we have a huge range of what we do. Um, I think it's also pretty impressive to see, you know, we may go on site to a client's location and interview them or maybe, you know, some of their customers, but with a simple, you know, interview with them and then what we call B-roll, which pre-RSM, I didn't know what B-roll was, but now it's like ingrained into my blood. And that's basically just action shots, right, of, of things happening because it makes a video a lot more interesting. So we might get some good clips from, you know, people talking to the camera, but then we also like to, to use a lot of B-roll and, you know, a music bed, maybe some voiceover, which it's amazing how quickly we can get auditions on that. We've got a really simple, you know, online vendor that we use. and Multiples. I, right, and I think- um, And local talent. Yeah, local's nice, but I think sometimes, including myself, you know, used to think, oh, we have to have someone come in and record this, and, and now it's just so easy to get that. Um, in a matter of hours. Um, so it's really impressive to see how we can take, you know, a small amount of shooting and actually make something, you know, that's pretty, pretty darn impressive. Yeah. And I mean, that B-roll, that's that supplemental footage and supplemental assets that you always want to have when there's a video centered around an interview or a testimonial or something. And, but that's not all. I mean, there's so like say if we're doing a like a like a history or a brand video for a client there's so many other assets you can use like historical footage historical photos mm -hmm. you know client provided that's a good point to, to really up the production value of of something like that so b-roll is not just the only it's not the only supplemental thing you can use to kind of bring out the best of your video but mm -hmm. it's always incredibly important to a lot for for that time and I've seen videos too uh, that Hydraulic Studios has done where it's no video, it's just photos. And you guys put, I'm not going to speak with the technical terms, but a cool effect and it looks like a video because you're kind of moving in, moving out, moving Digital sideways. panning and zooming. Digital panning and zooming, yes. Um, so yeah, we can, if a client maybe has, you know, only a certain budget to work with, I think you guys do a great job of, of making something compelling with whatever that budget is. Um, and being compelling is, is so important now because, and let's face it, we've got a lot of videos out there and a lot of people making videos and people with their iPhones and, and um, you know, no matter what platform you're on, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, videos are everywhere. So what are some things, you know, when we, when we shoot for a client, I think we're always trying to think, okay, yes, you have this need for this specific video, but it's nice to kind of create an inventory, right, of footage that we can use for future uses. So what are some ways that, you know, you guys, when you're shooting something for a client, try to make it, um, you know, useful for um, other instances beyond that particular use? Yeah, so the a lot of a lot of time we experience this. Say, you know, a client request will come in. They, they say, "Oh, I want this video. I want this one video. Here's what I want." And they kind of have they're just kind of dialed in on that. They know that they need this. But in almost every instance, we say, "Great. We can do that." But if we plan for a little bit of extra shooting, a little bit of extra production, you can stretch that video and then turn it into you know, a hundred other things for three, six, you know, nine, 12 months, even longer. The shelf life of video is so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so brilliant because 
the 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 quality of the shelf life is is so long and you can continue to break it out turn it into different things whether that's social media videos bumper ads what's uh, a bumper pre-roll ad? pre-roll and bumper ads are like a youtube respectively 15 and 6 second ads that um you can place on youtube okay and the and they're so you know video is so repurposable and so in, in almost every occasion, you know, when you're talking to, you know, prospective client, they say, oh, yeah, that's great. And that's easy because we already have it. Right. We've done it. We've shot it. And a lot of times we'll plan, we'll shoot one video and then they'll say, oh, can we make this other video out of this? The answer is almost always yes. Oh, yeah. And it's we, always easier, easier when we're the ones that shot it because we know, we know, oh, there's that one scene and it was here. And we always overshoot. It's very intentional. We shoot way more than is actually planned. And, 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 you know, the client may not even know we're just overshooting while we're on site. Mm. It's just to have this, this huge big library to give them a, such a range for final products later. Right. Right. And, you know, even though we know, you know, what the deliverables are, you know, I think, you know, our, our account team and, and you guys certainly will be thinking about, okay, what are the next three to six months look like from here? And, um, and we always and we always know to ask those questions because mm-hmm. it's it's important to obviously we can do it and we can be flexible and create something that wasn't anticipated later on. But if we plan for it up front, you know you've got the ability for higher quality videos and higher volume, so you can you know spread it out over your social pages for you know a year before you even can need to think about shooting more video. Right. Right. Let's talk about Facebook and Instagram specifically because, you know, that that's where a lot of these videos ultimately go, even if they're cut down from something else. When you're overshooting or just plain shooting, how do you make sure you capture something that's compelling for social media? Well, you know, we always look for... You know, we always look for what usually ends up in those shorter social media videos is the best of the best. It's that shot that's going to make someone stop scrolling. Mm, And it's because, you know, you've only got a second or two, maybe even less. So and, you know, sometimes there's not even a logo, but it'll make them stop and then they hear something. So shooting for those quick hitting social media videos, we're always looking for that, for that epic or that hero shot, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's, you know, shooting at the, at the golden hour. Um, and a lot of times I like to suggest aerial for that. I like to su- su- suggest drone video. Cause even though it's more, it's more common now than it was five, 10 years ago, it still makes most people stop in their tracks just to see what it oh, is. Oh yeah. I, and that happened to me actually just last night. I was um, looking at this uh, this country club um, golf course Instagram account, and they had shot all this drone footage of when we had all that rain a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they were just flying around the course of all this rain. But I was like, whoa! You know, I wasn't even necessarily interested, but it popped up into my sponsored a sponsored post in my feed, and um, yeah, it, it really did make me stop scrolling. And then I went onto their page and was looking at other stuff. Uh, and drone footage, I think, is another one of those things that you know other people have them, and people who who aren't professionals. And I know that there's a lot of regulation that comes with that to to shoot certain things. And um, maybe you could speak a little bit to that and, um, you know, what makes us 
good at capturing that kind of footage for people? Yeah. So the first thing I always tell people is if they inquire to us through Air Capital Drone Company, they think, all right, these are drone guys. They can come out and shoot my drone video. And they're usually pleasantly surprised when I say, hey, we can absolutely do that. But I want to tell you who Hydraulic Studio is and here's why. And that is we are you know, professional videographers and editors first and right. professional drone pilots second. And that's only because we've doing we've been doing the traditional side of videography way longer. But we're thinking, you know, you can hire anybody to go out and, you know, put up a drone and fly around something and bring it down. But there's cert, there's that cinematic, per, you know, professionalism and experience and value you get from hiring an actual videographer to do it because we're thinking shot first. We, you know, we plan our shots by batteries, you know, know yeah. right before you fly, you know, okay, let's plan here. Here's the shots we need. Boom, boom, boom. Once we get those shots, we should be near the end of the battery. And if, if we are, we'll get a little something extra. But then you bring it down, you change the batteries out, and you plan for your next shot list again, and then you fly it up just so you're capitalizing. Mm -hmm. And so videographers first, and then drone pilots second. But another reason to go with a professional is because you're right, the regulations, the FA, and I won't go into them all because they're kind of maddening. But you have to be a pilot, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, all we have four on staff licensed pilots and but you know, flying, I, I always say this, flying the actual copter itself is easy. Oh, it's called a copter. Yeah, it's oh. a quadcopter. We, and, but keeping up with the FAA's regulations is way harder. Way, it's, it's by far the hardest part of, of being a professional drone pilot. Once you are out there and flying it around, it's very responsive. It works off GPS assistance unless you're indoors. And so keeping up with the regulations, staying licensed, you know, applying and communicating with air traffic control towers to let them know where you are when you're flying, right. how high. And there are certain places you can't even go, right? Especially in Wichita because of so many airports. Right. And there's there's temporary flight restrictions. Like if McConnell is doing some uh, some sort of flight test or something, their, their extended no-fly zones extend even further. Prisons, sometimes you can't fly. Like downtown Wichita is pretty restricted oh. because they see the jail downtown as prison. The work release facility over on... Uh, I can't remember, but over on Waterman and near St. Francis is considered a prison in the FAA's eyes. So you flying or in and around or flying around the arena is really restricted now. Huh. So there's a ton of restrictions and especially in Wichita, it's tough to navigate those. But you guys, you, you guys are all abreast on that. And oh, not yeah. only do you know that, but you also know the right shots. And I think like we talked about a second ago, drone footage is is great for social media. I've seen it on the home pages of websites, you know, just kind of those really nice panoramic shots of, you know, a customer's, you know, facility or or yeah, business I mean, or whatever it may be. Having an aerial shot in any sort of video production always ups the ups, I know, the, ups it does. the production value and it we does. all if it makes sense, we always suggest it. And a lot of times we can just add it into the production at no cost. Because it we're we're out there. Because you're out there. We're shooting. If the airspace is good to go, so are we. And another thing I want to talk about con dealing with the FAA and flight restrictions and staying safe and legal. You know, we are in contact with the local FAA office, and if we ever have a question or are unsure about something, we just give our guy a call and he can and he can clear it up for us. So let's say a a, a client, um, you know, didn't know about these regulations because some people don't. You know, if I didn't work here, I don't think I would know. Um, I mean, could they get in trouble if they flew or they weren't supposed to? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why we stay 100% legal and safe and unfortunately have to turn down some jobs just because you you legally can't fly there. And we we don't want to put ourselves in a position to lose our licenses or lose our drone insurance. Right. Because then we, you know, we be, we turn from operators to op- trying to operate illegally, which we wouldn't do. Right. So we don't take any chances, but we do work as hard as we can to figure out the restrictions and figure out a way around it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's frustrating sometimes because the FAA is not great at communicating their changes or their restrictions or their rules, but we just deal with it because we right. want to be operators. We want to maintain that service offering to our clients. Right. And that's nice assurance. I think clients know that we're going to follow FAA guidelines and we're going to give them great footage they can use in a lot of ways. Um, now, bef- before we wrap up, um, you know, I know you've you've been here a while and you've seen a lot and you've shot a lot. What has been your favorite shoot? Or one of your favorite shoots? Mm-hmm. Most interesting, coolest, most bizarre. <laughs> Well, sometimes those are the most fun. Most, lo, let me start with this. The most, first of all, it was an incredibly fun shoot and we got a, a, a phenomenal kind of brand video out of it, but it was probably the toughest shoot to get through, which was a, uh, which was a wet dog food factory. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. I knew it. But that's not, it's not, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely, it was you definitely. You like the challenge. It was the most challenging just because, you know, I've wet dog food in the in the can in, you say the, wet dog food and, and again the canning please? of the wet dog food was and, it moist yeah <laughs> it was uh you know it was challenging because of the i'll call it aroma and the <laughs> that's uh, a very nice you know, way to put it we were we, you know we were in this facility for two two and a half days and you know you just get used to it i did throw away some clothing after that shoot though oh, thank god but we got a great video out of it um other than that favorite shoots is oh so uh, that wasn't your favorite that was just most challenging and interesting. most challenging okay. yeah okay. and it's a shoot we reference a lot when we're when you know we talk to our other video friends and say oh we're shoot ever and that's when we all say yeah just because it and was, we will do anything almost anything <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that's a good point too i think um you know, we have such a wide range and, and I think we also kind of specialize, uh, you know, in those industrial shots where we're going to a factory or, um, a manufacturing facility, which, you know, it's not easy to get compelling footage there. And we understand that B2B market and we maneuver well, right. in those settings. Yeah, we do. Well, you know, we've done a lot of industrial manufacturing work. You know, there are a lot of companies who need it here in the Midwest, in Kansas and in Wichita. <clears throat> so we're very well versed in that. And we kind of promote ourselves as the, you know, the industrial manufacturing mm-hmm. uh, videographers here in town. But so I think I know my favorite shoot now. And it was probably for it was probably for um Pup IQ, which was a kind of a smart dog brand that made collars, leashes, etc. And that's because oh, yeah. we got, and your dog was and that's in it, yeah, right? and my dog was in it, so maybe that's why I like it so much. But you know, we get to work <laughs> with dogs, and it was a highly thought out conceptual piece that just turned out really, really cool. And yeah, that they're did. they're overall a really cool brand. They just won a an an, an international um, product award, so s- super fun brand and you know type of client to work with. 
So whether you sell dog food, uh, you make dog products, you're in an industrial company, you're a realtor, uh, you know, we, we cover it all, we do it all, and people are always in good hands with Hydraulic Studios. Uh, so thank you for speaking with us today. Uh, any last thoughts, words of wisdom? Um, I would say when, when considering video production, you know, leave it, don't, if, if you have no idea what you're doing and you have no idea what questions to ask, that's okay. Just make the call. Cause I have so many instances where people call and say, well, I think here's what I want. This is what I, and then it ends up, well, I don't really know what I'm doing and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I That's can, why we're here. I can absolutely kick it off for you and, you know, pull out all that information that you may not even know you need about about your video needs. Just call me and I will I will get you started and um, kind of get you on your way to great video and, and photo production. And it doesn't matter if people are in Wichita, right? We'll we'll travel. We have. No, we travel everywhere. We're going to Ohio in a couple of weeks and then we're going to California a couple of weeks after that. So we're awesome. we're all over and we're not restricted to the to the Midwest region. Nope. Well, thank you, Peter. Appreciate it. And um, hydraulicstudio.com, that's where people can find you and your number? Yes. All right. Awesome. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Made Easy by RSM Marketing. If you've got questions or suggestions on future topics, just follow the link in the description of this episode.